Niggas think it's sweet, but I keep it real to the bitter end Since a kid, I had family, I never had no friends Charged up, cause I stay a hundred, never to pretend If I did, I was holding back some tears when I was ten Every time I get some money, it's gon' make me wanna spend But that's just my personality, I gotta get it in I had $30 checks, only job I ever quit But I still kept it legit until I bossed up again Ain't no L's ever stick, turn a loss to a win That's a hustler, something that you yo, gotta have a yo, 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 what's good, what's happening? We back, brand new episode 3 is from the ring, episode 101, glad to be back, happy new years, it's your boy Chris J. Trail Sap, man, happy new year, happy 2021, I hope them stimmies in y'all account, man. Exactly, man, if you, if you if you didn't get your stimmy yet, just wait to do time, man, like, I, like we, we blessed here, G, we got, we, it hit our veins, G, it injected us into our veins, G, so, in due time, if you ain't get it, if not, uh, you did something way worse than you wasn't supposed to do, and the government said, ha-ha, ha-ha-ha. So, but we glad to be back. First podcast of the new year of You Tweaking Media. You know the vibes when it comes to that. Make sure you share, subscribe, comment on YouTube, on uh, SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all of that. You Tweaking Media, make sure you subscribe. And also, if you might have noticed, if you're on the YouTube side of things, you notice we got a brand new logo. Finally. You don't got to see me in that old Adidas baby blue sweatsuit, day trail in his old, in that old suit from <laughs> from like ages ago. <laughs> Probably the last time he wore a suit. So, like, you don't got to see that no more. Shout out to our boy DCG that you get to see the logo. And if you're on the audio side of things, you just check it out on social media. But... Brand new logo, brand new teams, you know. And also, last piece of plugger information before we get into a great episode. I feel like we got a great episode. Uh, you tweaking media merch. I think we got two days, two days to get you your 35% off. You get your 35% off on a hoodie, 35% off on a face mask, 35% off on a t-shirt, G. Long sleeve or short. Copy some of you tweaking media merch. We need the bread because uh, we need things around here. Better it's a Panasonic, man. Exactly. Exactly. Break the bread. So, but let's go ahead and get into the show. Been a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot has happened, uh, unfortunately. So, we're going to go into wrestling. Um, but with that being said, uh, RIP Brody Lee officially from us. Um, he died a couple weeks ago. Last, not not this past Saturday, but like a two Saturdays. Before the New Year, it was right yeah. before the New Year. Yeah, right before the New Year. So, uh, he died a Saturday a couple weeks ago, and uh, due to uh, respiratory, some type of respiratory issue, it wasn't. It's non-COVID related, so. But respiratory issues that he was going through, I guess, recently, uh, and. His wife brought it to everybody's attention, and it's a really unfortunate loss. We both really was high on uh, Brody Lee, and also if you don't know him as Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and or by his first name John Huber. So make sure we get a little professional here. But man has unfortunately is not with us. He's leaving a wife, and I think he had two kids. I believe. I think he had two kids. One one was recently born. So. It's a really tragic loss. Um, big fan of the guy. 
I know I was a little critical of the Brody Lee character on AEW, but at the same time, I w I'm a fan of what he does, like, in terms of Luke Harper on WWE and just what he, the potential he was going to do on AEW. So, overall, it's a, it's a really f sad loss, sad, sad loss on my, how I feel about it. So, I'll let you get your bars off. Yeah, man. It hurts me a lot because I was a, I was a Luke Harper transition to Bowie Lee Stan. Uh, when he got released from WWE, I was actually excited him to go to AEW. It, you know, it was actually one of those situations in which if you go to AEW, it's not like how everybody say, like when they did Ty Dillinger or they did such and such here, oh, they're going to use him to his best capability. He's going to be a bigger star. With Brody, yes, because that's what he is. He's a star. Yeah. Um. It's it's sad that WWE capped him at a, a tag team level talent, even though he had an icy run, which is great. Not that many people get those icy runs, mm -hmm. but it was sad during the time that was he was still there in the last days that they capped him as a talent. Brody Lee is a fantastic wrestler, fan freaking fantastic. He's really good at what he do, and incorporated such an indie and big man style mesh. He did a lot of the suicide dash like Taker. When he was mm -hmm. with the Wyatt family, which was freaking amazing. Um, I remember when I got a WWE 2K game. I think it was like one of the ones on my PlayStation before when I first got it. So it had to be like 15. I was so high on Brody Lee, bro. That I was like, I would make him champion. And usually when I play Universe modes, I simulate it. But I was like, Brody nope. Lee, I'm going to put my hands on the controller and make sure he wins these matches. Bro. That was, I, I, I enjoyed them. I, at, on that game, I don't think he had the regular theme. He had the wire theme. He didn't have the theme that he had when he was like single. Yeah. Uh, but I still, I still rock with that man, bro. Uh, funny thing is, play with Brody Lee, Luke Harper, my nigga John. Never touch Eric Rowe. Barely <laughs> touch Bray Wyatt. That was that was that was. I I I, I was just a Brody Lee guy, bro. And. I can't, it's, it's honestly, it was unbelievable when I saw it. Like I was, I, I was hurt because he's such a kind soul that, you know, let's say for instance, not getting morbid here. Say for instance, Ty Dillinger, he passed away. WWE, WWE gonna say in loving memory of Ty Dillinger, right? Mm-hmm. Lee impacted that building, that corporation more than just being a talent there. That, locker room presence. Like, just being in the locker room, he everybody yeah. loved him. Exactly. So, knowing that everybody loved him, everybody enjoy him, everybody loves to see Brody Lee, WWE game, they still doing packages and people talking about him, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know... All the punk fans who saying they should do this, they should do that. Not listening to that. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. Y'all don't count having fucking grieving wars and shit like that. Grieving Olympics, morning Olympics and stuff. Like, come on now, dude. I, I don't care. Like, what well, each company doing what each company do that they feel is their best. You know, I don't feel any type of way of what AEW did better than E or what the E did better than AEW. They did something. Yep. They did something to celebrate a man's legacy who needs to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. No matter what, if he has that small amount of time. 
So, you know, shout out to Brody Lee. Prayers up for his family, his son. I love everything AEW doing. That said, his son got a contract. When he get older, he an eight. If AEW lasts that long, he, he's going to be an <laughs> AEW star. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, they re, they're retiring that belt, the TNT television belt. Oh, they one. doing that for real? They're doing that for Brody. Yeah. Hey, respect. They're doing a lot of things. Cause like, like I said, this man is much more than his accolades in wrestling to these people. Yeah. You know, I was looking at Jason Jordan, I believe his name. Yeah. He was with uh, Seth Rollins. He was, you know, also teaming with Chad Gable. Yeah. NXT. Before his neck said, nah, nah, nah. He's a WWE producer now. That man. He was choked up because Brody Lee, he was the first. Brody Lee was the first person to hold his daughter. When she was born. Mm. Out of all his people. He was so intertwined in so many people's lives in the E, in AEW, that anybody else, bro, that, that they doing this for, I'm going to keep a book. I'll say it's corny. But I'm going to keep it real. I'll say it's corny. I, and I then you know, I, I, I love when you respect the dead. I hate disrespecting the dead. But I say it's corny. But Brody Lee deserves everything that comes up. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. So, man, it's, it's sad. We lost a legend. 2020 is I don't think, bro, is there any other year that just took out so many just talented people? 2020 was pretty nasty. Like, I forgot what year it was that was on, that was close. Where it was just people kept dying. I think it was either 2016 where people just like, yo, people just 2016 smoking everybody. But, um, yeah, 2020 was just a nasty year in terms of just taking lives and all of that. And, for it to like literally the year was almost about to end just to see somebody like and it's not even just, like it'd be one thing just like an older talent or something like that but this is somebody we who's actively on tv still pretty young and in in, in terms of wrestling arguably still in his wrestling prime because nowadays 40 is like hey you're a seasoned vet now at this point <laughs> so but um, damn, shout out to Jason Tatum, but uh, but yeah, it's just in terms of just overall, like, yo, I just recently saw this man on TV a few months ago, and then also, it's just like, damn, like, he's on all the games, it's just it, it's it's very eerie, it was just very eerie feeling, and then just the stories, like, like, Big E always pops up on my Twitter timeline, and just seeing his stories is just like, wow, like. That's crazy. Like it was one where he said, like he, uh, him and Brody Lee shared a moment after George Floyd died. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Or it's just the Jason Jordan one. I never, I didn't hear yet, but that's crazy. Um, just so many, just like how personal, like uh, personal ways he affected people. Was just like, yo, it's not even just the fact of whether or not he, how big he was as a talent. It's more like how great of a person he was. Like he, like when people sit there and say locker room guys make or break stuff in all sports. In a wrestling locker room, I'm pretty sure it means a lot more. But like you need people like a Brody Lee to just sit there and just keep the spirits up. You're always you're you're away from your family. You're touring and all of that. You need somebody who's gonna always just keep the energy high. And it's just like when you hear the stories, it's just like you can tell he was genuinely. A great person 
Also, shout to Cesaro for confirming that those shirt, don't, his uh, tank tops were clean. I, like that was a that was a hilarious story. Like it was so many like great great stories just to hear about the guy, and it's a really unfortunate loss. And I'm just glad that all wrestling companies, even Impact, is doing something to honor his life. Like I don't even like I like I'm not one of those people making it into a morning Olympics and those who are clown activity to you clown token for you because that's just that's lame as hell like this a, a woman is not going to be without her husband has to raise two kids by herself one is not even going to know the father because they're so young one is about to enter the, his teenage years lastly you need is to put on them and be like like they don't care they just want to sit there they they're enjoying seeing that that man being honored so, like, I'm happy AEW did what they did. I'm happy with WWE did what they did. Impact did a little something. I don't know about other others, but I'm just glad to see all the love that this man is getting because it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved. Especially after we literally just saw Pat Patterson die and it's just like, we know that man was a sicko. So, it's like, here's somebody who deserves all the love, all the great stories and stuff. So, but... R.I.P. to Brody Lee. Let's go ahead and move on uh, to what's just been going on in wrestling to start off this year. As of right now on Raw, it's Legends Night. We're recording on Monday. And uh, I got mad seeing Hulk Hogan um, pop up. And he was with Drew McIntyre. And they had a moment. And I just went at this point to Keith Lee to win now. Solely because I just do not want to see anything association with Hulk Hogan win. But uh, but wrestling has been real interesting uh, in itself. Shout out to, uh, especially on the WWE side of things, uh, Roman Reigns is still the star of the damn show uh, on both shows. If I literally combine Roman Reigns is doing his stuff, Dizzle, uh, I think he officially ripped, they ridden off Kevin Owens <laughs> off TV. Because, oh, with, with him getting his ass beat. <laughs> yeah, because they... Supposedly, they said he has a spinal injury, and I'm like, yeah. If he comes back by Royal Rumble, which is at the end of the month, Royal Rumble is literally at the end of the month. I'll be shocked. Just give at this point, I'm just ready for the Rey Mysterio versus uh, Reigns feud that I've been predicting. Uh, what else has been going on? Charlotte's back, of course. Uh, and just now on Raw. Ric Flair cost her a match, and she said, "Get get away from me again." So, heal Charlotte's like the, they got like back. The, the fifth the time, time trying this. second or third time. Is Ric Flair crying? No, the, they zoomed in on the <laughs> they zoomed in on the camera, and uh, literally just zoomed in on his face. I was just like, "Hey," but uh, nice way to tease heal Charlotte is on the way. So we gotta give that credit. Uh, but it's we're well into Royal Rumble season right now. Uh, just to see who's going to be in it, who's possibly going to win. Right now, it's not really nothing really clear cut in terms of storylines right now. Besides Bobby and Matt Riddle going on with their fighting right now as well, but I'm pretty sure they're going to extend this feud for a good minute. Uh, the Hurt Business is still doing a thing. I know extra triggers you, but the Hurt Business is still one of the better things on wrestling right now. Uh, but 
but yeah, it's 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 a lot going on. Uh, anything you want to add? Cause I I'm probably. Well, no. I think after when when things start gearing up more towards the rumble, it'll be really more to talk about. Yeah. A lot of setups in terms of the wrestlers. A lot of setups. Um. I think the rain stuff is getting good. I'm kind of happy that they're moving on from Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, it looks like they sent something up for Daniel Bryan. Uh, he's one of those. He was one of the first people to be announced that he's in yeah. a rumble. And he's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of my favorites. Daniel motherfucking Bryan. Uh, but okay, uh, I can see uh, Edge probably come back at the rumble again. <laughs> Um, same number and all, probably. Yeah, that'd be so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's looking nice. It's looking nice to see what's about to happen. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little interesting situation right now. Uh, NXT. Um, oh is, shoot! Tomorrow yeah. we should talk about that next week. Tomorrow's a big show. Yeah. So just to give you guys a tease of damn, what? Well, yeah, you mean Wednesday? I'm thinking. You got me thinking today. It's Tuesday. Oh, uh, bro, you, I, man, I thought, why well, I'm clicking. <laughs> See, I'm thinking like, oh, I don't got to go to work tomorrow. All right, cool, but uh, nah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, NXT has a big show, the new uh, open the year show. Let me pull up the card because the card is actually really freaking good. Uh, NXT New Year's Evil, which is hosted by Dexter Loomis, and we're pure Dexter Loomis hiving on this podcast. So, uh, we all for it. Uh, let's see. Matches. So, we got uh, Santos Escobar versus Grand Metalik. Uh, they added it last week. I don't personally care much for it. I know that sounds like an asshole thing, but it should be a slap rubber match uh, for the Cruiserweight belt. I highly doubt Santos Escobar loses it, um, but... We'll see what that Especially goes. Especially Grandma Leaf and no shade to Grandma Leaf, but you don't get your house popping up. You ain't supposed to be there. Pretty much. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher in a fight pit match. Rules to the fight pit match. It's only one way in one way out, and that is either tapped out or knocked out. So um, this should be a fun match. We I think this. Definitely go to Thatcher. It should. Like this is his. This is the match that literally he's been built for. So I'm I'm totally for it. Should be a nice, hard hitting, brutal match. Um, hopefully Champa's neck don't explode, but it should be a fun match. Uh, Rare Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez in the Last Woman Standing match. This has I know that the main event probably is gonna be the match of the night, but this could also potentially still the show. Uh, you have two of the biggest women on the whole WWE roster ready to beat the living daylights out of each other. So I'm all for it. Good uh, question. In basketball stats, what the fuck does VI mean? VI? I just saw the shit in 2K. They said my VI was a 13.6. Bro, I, I'm gonna keep it G real. That's some advanced stat that I don't even. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> oh, was just so shocked. I'm like, what the hell is that? So, VI volume volume influenced? I don't know. I'm gonna keep. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I don't even want to Google it. I might get mad. <laughs> but, but yeah, we got <laughs> Raquel and uh, Rhea Ripley. I have Raquel winning this match. Uh to hopefully solidify sending Rhea Ripley away from NXT so she can go to the main roster and do other things. But, uh, and also I'm very Raquel Gonzalez Hive. Because um, when she don't have rest and bitch face, she's a very beautiful woman, G. I can't cap. But, uh, but yeah, so your predictions for this match? Uh, Raquel, all the way. All the way. She definitely about to, you know, I think she next up. So. Collision course. Yeah. Uh, then next we got Damian Priest versus Karrion Cross in this return match. Uh, and it, I believe this is easily a Karrion Cross win. I'm just hoping that they kind of set it up where Karrion Cross isn't as dominant as he originally was when he first. <laughs> When he first got to NXT, because that nigga was broken. But uh, this should be a fun match. Uh, it's somebody his closest size and build. Damian Priest is a very good worker. So, this should be another fun match. Them beating the hell out of each other throughout the NXT arena was also pretty dope last week. So. Definitely. Uh, Cross winning. RP to John Redcorn. I see that. It's a lot of big matches on this card. It is. It's probably squash. I hope not, but it. I wouldn't be shocked either. I would. I'd be mad because I. I like Damian Priest, but I like as long as he don't get. Like you say, if he gets a squash, I'd be very mad, disappointed, honestly. But it. If it is, it just means, well, R.I.P. Whoever wins between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Which we'll go ahead and talk about now. Rematch from the last takeover. Uh, hopefully they don't freaking injure each other like last time. But uh, Finn versus Kyle Wright should slap. I want to say it's Finn Balor that's still going to get the win. If Kyle O'Reilly wins, then they definitely setting up where Karrion Cross is getting that belt back expeditiously. But um, if Finn wins, I think... Finn's gonna win again in a slapper. Like they should steal the show again, it with no hesitation. Yeah, I agree. Calorati is becoming one of my favorites out of the undisputed era. So I'm looking forward to this. But I think after Calorati, it's a Pete Dunn situation. So yeah, because oh Pete Dunn and freaking uh. I don't know, I was, oh, Roderick Strong had a really fun match last week as well. That was a really great match. You got to rewatch that. It was a great match. Uh, Kyle, I mean, I, I, I don't know why I get them mixed up, but Roderick Strong did one backbreaker. I think he had him in, it was weird. Like, he had him like an atomic drop type position, and he turned into a backbreaker. I was like, how do you do that, G? <laughs> how do you do that? But, yeah, so... NXT New Year's Eve should be really fun. Really, a really great night in terms of that. Uh, and then I think that's really it in terms of wrestling right now. Uh, before we move on to basketball, uh, we want to quickly try to give quick predictions of what could possibly happen in wrestling this year. Because we didn't do it last year, but it's something we should do. 
try to do. But uh, how we're going to do this is, and what I want to try to do AEW, get AEW involved as well, so we can try to give nice predictions of what we would like to see from AEW and WWE this year. Uh, let's get AEW out the way first, because there's not really much we can really talk about there. Uh, I can see. Uh, so for one, I think Kenny Omega is about is going to have another is going is somebody else about to have another wrong long run with the world title, and it's going to be Kenny Omega. But I don't think it's going to be as long as. John Moxley's is going to eventually to Hangman Page getting the belt by the summertime. I can see that happening, and also their tag division, which is really freaking good. I was I was thinking about their tag division earlier, and I was just like, "Yo, they tag division shits on WWE's in terms of just the amount of tag teams they have. Talent wise, you can sit there and be like outside of a few, but." I think if one thing AEW is going to start doing more is capitalize on their great tag team division in some capacity. How, I don't know, but I think it's that time where they get... When you look at WWE, I hate to compare the two, but when you look at WWE, you need to start saying, hey, let's use our diversity here and let uh, some minorities, blacks, hold the belts. Let private party hold the belts, even for like a show, please. Just sit there and say that they had a black tag team champions. At this point, it's not going to happen. But they, the pro black man in me, wants to see that. And I feel like they women's division just continues to get shitted on unless they sign a major talent. And the only major talent out there who can possibly get make people give a damn about that tag division has yet to been signed because she's a piece of shit. So, I, uh, what's her name? You know, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might be bold in a man he won in a roll-up. But I think AEW signs Tessa Blanchard to get some real buzz on their women's division. It may piss people off, but that's arguably the hottest free agent you can possibly sign to get something going for your women's division because yeah you have a couple asian women that can go you have nyla rose who's who is steadily improving uh you got big swole there and Britt baker but it's like in terms of it's just you need somebody who's just going to carry your division at this point and none of them scream i can carry a division like how impact signed diana Palazzo, whatever her name is, she's carrying that division along with uh, Jordan Grace, thick ass. But you need somebody who could take that division and run with it. You just hope that she doesn't fuck up your locker room. I can see that happening for AEW, so that's it for me. Uh, we're going to do AEW. Um, I predict that Sting match is probably going to be the worst match that they had televised on that show. Um, the eventual Sting match. I think the lead up to it is going to be so bad that Sting literally announces injury retirement the next week later. Um, 
and everybody and their mama will blame Chef Long. <laughs> um, the women's division will still be the same women's division, but I think they will capitalize on Britt Baker, and she will be the shining star out of that, which she already which should. Which she should. She easily um, can be. And going back to the women's division, and this is more of a hope. I hope Jade becomes the, another breakout star. Yeah. Jade is that swole ass black woman. She is swole as shit. And She's also swole, thick. but she bad though. She is built like a Mortal Kombat character. Bro. She literally is. Mortal Kombat now to be exact. <laughs> um, uh, for the tag team, I think the tag team will still continue to show out, but I, I don't think that um, that it is as good as it was when it first got there. I don't think the Bucks hold it that longer, but I do see between top flight and probably even um, Devon kids. Devon, oh, I forgot his sons is there too. Will probably hold that belt, but I'm looking at top flight, top flight, looking like a a crazy tag team. Or you just give it to the revive. I mean, uh, FTR again, which is no problem. Always the safe pick. Always the safe pick. Um, that's pretty much it. And Cody will be Cody. Um, so yeah, I think it should. AEW should have some good shit coming up. I think all wrestling should be really good. Especially while fans are going to be start trickling in probably around the summer going into winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be straight. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, now on the WWE side of things. Uh, gee, why the hell is Randy Orton chasing? <laughs> this nigga Randy Orton chased away Mark Henry. and the You know the little, if you mess up your knee or something, you can, the little scooter. They can yeah. put your knee on and move around in. He just literally chased away Mark Henry. He's just rolling away in it. I'm just, it's just hilarious as hell. They really was picking on legends and shit. But uh, WWE side of things, uh, it's too easy. We already made our Royal Roman predictions or possible predictions. It's too early still, but. Uh, I still believe Roman Reigns is not losing that belt losing that belt anytime soon. It don't matter who he faces at Mania, he's not losing that belt to nobody. He's going on a very Triple H type run. If he do lose that month, and I know I said this last year, but I'm I'm doubling down on it. If he loses that belt, it's going to be through very bullshit type way. And then he goes on SmackDown the next night after the pay-per-view. And win that thing back. Is in Triple H type fa- uh, fashion. If you if you know what if you know you know. I seen it before. Triple H will lose the belt on Raw, at the middle of Raw, and get it back at the end of Raw. So, but um, but yeah. So I can see Roman Reigns is not losing that belt at all this year. He's probably holding on to next Mania, or if he do lose, it's probably gonna be. At, Royal Rumble next year to set up The Rock versus him or something after The Rock costs him the belt. Uh, also, another prediction, and this is a prediction for the greater good, 
Goldberg does not enter another WWE ring ever fucking again. Ever again. I don't ever want... Goldberg is not going to step in that ring. I hope I don't see him at Rumble. I don't want to see that nigga at uh, WrestleMania. That's my prediction. He does not enter the ring ever again. That is just a nice smoke and mirrors thing where WWE just wants to uh, see, A, can we do this? And will the fans go for it? Because right now, with Phil not having crowds, social media is probably the best way to see. Even though you got to filter out the trolls and the freaking smarks and marks and shit, but you can still have a solid idea like, do I really want to see goddamn Goldberg and Roman Reigns in 2021? No. So, that never happens at all. Uh, also, it's, I think they move up Undisputed Era around after Mania and they're going to Raw. And if, if Drew McIntyre is still the champion, that is how they make their debut the next night on Raw. Because at this point, there's nothing else for Undisputed Era to do on NXT. And I doubt they want to be the Ciampa and the Ciampa and Gargano of that freaking company because there's too much talent right in there right now that can be used. Uh, but Undisputed Era debuts at the Mania, especially if... Uh, McIntyre retains the belt. Uh, final prediction: Keith Lee will be champion by SummerSlam. Right. So let me start off because you didn't give a women's prediction. We start off with Oh, oh well, well, you, we I do we can do men first, then do women. So. Alright, we'll do men first. I got you. Um, so I don't like you. I don't think Keith Lee would touch the belt until probably. The end of the year next year. I mean, this year. Um, don't see it possibility happening. Uh, just the way things are set up, I think it sets up for a lot of things. I think the moment the crowds come back, I think it sets up for Brock. Um, I just see them giving him this title shot early. It's kind of sound like, let's see what you can do. Um, I don't see him winning the Rumble. And that's the mania goal out of the way. But I want to be proved wrong with Keith Lee. Um, also, I agree that Undisputed Era should be called up this year, but we've been saying that for the last four years. So, um, The Hurt Business will stay a solid stable. Um, and they'll be, they'll be recognized as one of the better stables of our, I shouldn't say generation, but for this generation in WWE. Uh, I, I, that's the bold prediction, and I hope it comes true. Uh, two things: Ricochet either becomes heel or he get released. Uh, he becomes an AEW talent. I'm going to say that on the AEW side. Um, and Roman drops his belt to an up and coming baby face. I just don't know who yet. Probably Roman uh, Stereo's kid. But I mean, Roman has a long title run. He smoked. He smokes Goldberg, probably at Mania. Beats Goldberg. Braun come back. He slap Braun around again, and I think he has Roman gets his comeuppance to either like a Seth, Seth coming up or a babyface that we haven't seen yet coming either from NXT or anything. And my last and not least, Alistair Black will most likely be released as well. Uh, just gonna hurt my soul, but it will. Uh, right, let me start with the women since man, I kind of fresh my mind. I won't forget. 
um, Sonya Deville will be the next star on SmackDown, and she will be the one to take that belt off Sasha Banks. Um, by the end of the year, the Iconics will be a tag team again. I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, but people will realize that Billy Kay was the reason the Iconics were so good. Um, so I don't think that Charlotte takes the belt off of Oscar, but I think Rhea Ripley does. Um, and probably at Mania. So let's hope and see if that goes on. Um, and I think stars like Dakota Kai, uh, no, Johnny Gargano and his wife never getting coughed up. They as a mainstay to us. But stars like Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, whenever she's not injured no more, will make that transition into the the WWE space, kind of like we're living them doing now. While the four horsewomen will start, you know, becoming more and more legacy stars, especially Sasha Banks doing her movies. I think Bailey will be the one that stays there the longest. Charlotte, for her age, don't look as old as she fucking is. But Charlotte's the, around the same age as Brody, I think. So, yeah, Charlotte's old as hell. So, um, not old as hell. My bad, Charlotte. Don't for figure for me around my neck. You could, but I don't want to get stabbed up by, uh, what's his face? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And Andrade come back and make a splash. A big splash. How many matches ended in a roll-up tonight? Well, never mind. This one's ending up in a bitch getting choked out. But, uh, yeah, uh. For some reason, damn. Okay. Anyway, uh, Mandy Rose just kicked the shit out of uh, Shayna Baszler. But uh, for my for my predictions for the women, I definitely co-sign the uh, Iconics is forming back together. I don't care. There's nothing you can do with Peyton Royce by herself. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm it, that that it just needs to end. It, that just needs to end immediately for her. Because at this point, all I see is Jobber when I see her. Uh, I know I'm I'm still very high on Lacey Evans, uh, and I think that she will some point this year. It's gonna be a very small rain, but it's gonna be more like a thank you for your hard work and dedication type rain, where she gets a quick one month. Thank you, hope. Thank you. Here you go. Enjoy this belt type run. I mean, uh. For like a month type run, but it also depends on who she uh who she uh beats or who's the champion along the, along the, along the way. Uh, we will see Becky Lynch this year, but she's not going to wrestle. She's going to make a she's going to pop up. Everybody's going to be happy, and then she teases probably like okay, there, this this is how I see it. She's going to pop up around SummerSlam. She might host SummerSlam, matter of fact. She's going to host SummerSlam. We're going to be happy to see her. We'll have to bam. Then she said, and everybody's going to keep asking, like, when you coming back? Blah, 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 blah. And then she just suddenly says she's the first woman to enter the Royal Rumble for 2022. 2022. Yeah, 2022 Royal Rumble. She's going to say on SummerSlam that she's going to be the She's she's gonna be in a Royal Rumble. That's when she makes her grand return. She wants to spend spend a good year being a mother, wop the bam, and then that's when she makes her re debut possibly. 
uh, I definitely agree with Sasha's gonna probably go on a hiatus soon. Uh, I can see them. Uh, like Bailey could be the one to take it off of her. My hope is Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair screams star. But uh, as of right now, they got them tag team together. I just don't know the journey and road it's going to take for Bianca Belair to get the belt. To get the belt. But long term, if she she's going to main she's going to main event. Not going to say main event, but she's going to be in a couple of title matches involving that belt this year. When she wins, we just don't know. That's the thing. Uh, Rare Ripley's going to SmackDown. Rare Ripley's going to SmackDown. Rare Ripley might win the Royal Rumble this year. For the women. I see Bianca Belair. It could be Bianca Belair, but it's just who does she go against? And who? And if she does, Sasha's going heel again. Uh, and Mia Yim forms a tag team with some random woman. And she will, her and random woman will be tag team champions for the women before the year is out by SummerSlam. And that's if, if <laughs> Retribution is still a thing, by the way. I was going to say that. I was like, you predict that Retribution breaks up? <laughs> if I actually say that, because literally I don't know, they have no direction. And I don't want to sit there and be the person to sit there and say, Oh, they that they're gonna have a direction because I don't even know what the direction is for them niggas right now. Ricochet is soloing these people by himself, which still in a way puts Ricochet in a place of we give a damn about you. Is just this is what we got for you right now, and I feel bad for Ricochet, but uh, I really do. Too talented, but Ricochet's the RVD of this era. <laughs> He's the RVD of this era. He's a nice guy to sit there. Like he, he's gonna have a. If he sticks around, he's gonna have a. Th he's gonna get one of those. We'll put the belt on you because you're such a great guy. But we're gonna put you on tag teams. We're gonna give you the mid card belt. You're gonna open up pay per views, open up Raws and stuff like that, and people are gonna be happy to see you. That's the RVD of this era. And it's not a bad thing. You just don't do drugs. So, that's not a bad thing for Ricochet. But if he do leave, it'd be that way sometimes. Uh, and like I said, in terms of NXT, I don't really see nothing really changing. Uh, besides the my only... And I hate saying people getting released, but I think Velveteen is going to get released soon. And, I, and like I said, this hurts because Velveteen, hey, you was that nigga, but... You like teen niggas. And that ain't cool. That ain't cool. Like, I, I, I hate to speak releases over people, but I think it's just his time. Is, it's like when he pops up, it's just like you shake your head. And it's just like a disappointment of like, bro, it just had to be you. It's like, it's like I'm pretty sure it's like this how adults felt. When they first learned R. Kelly was a sick piece of shit. It's like, bro. And I hate to compare the two because R. Kelly is a huge extreme. But it's like in terms of how black people, black wrestling fans felt about Vel Velveteen. It was like, yo, he got next. 
He's supposed to. He's he's going to be the guy who's going to be the face of this company and everything. R. Kelly. Oh man, I remember he he made all these songs that I could just go back and then you like, damn, this is a sick fuck. And Velveteen is just like, yeah, you're not a sick fuck, but you're sick. So it's just like, I I gotta let you go, brother. And it be that way sometimes. So I think Velveteen it, time in NXT is coming to an end in 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 the company as a whole. I can agree with that. Agree with that. I agree with that. I ain't got uh, NXT. Undisputed Era gets caught up. Uh, Undisputed Era get caught up. I believe Undisputed Era get going good. Get caught up and Undisputed Era getting caught up. That's my prediction. Yeah, like I don't. There's nothing else I can really add to that. Carrying Cross is probably gonna have another dominant run. Uh, well, we'll, ha- well, I won't say another, but we'll have a dominant. We'll have the dominant run he was supposed to have before Keith Lee uh, took his took his shoulders. So it be that way. Uh, and I think the next crop of NX people to carry NXT will be Cross. I probably feel like Kyle O'Reilly's gonna stay. It might just yeah, Kyle O'Reilly might stay. So I'm putting him in there. Thatcher, Damian Priest. Leon Ruff, like just seeing, I I think, I think Leon Ruff can be that guy. Uh, what's um, what's that dude name? The, the zesty dude. Um, the zesty cruiserweight guy. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, White dude. Know. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. What's his goddamn name? I can't think of his name. Can't think of his name right now. I feel bad. But uh, Helm and uh, Mendoza folks is going to be like the people that carry NXT for the next couple of years. Of course, with Ciampa and Gargano being in the mix because they don't want to go home. I, mean, I won't say they want to go home, but they don't want to do things. So, do things but NXT. So, that's uh. Yeah, they're not ready yet. That's it. I ain't got nothing else. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and move on to the NBA. It's been a very, very, very fun NBA start to the NBA season. Uh, all I can sit here and tell you, niggas. Is that uh, Steph Curry still has uh, asshole and ignorance in him? Uh, a lot of these teams that have good records right now probably are not going to have good records by the time we're talk by February. By February fourth, some of these teams won't have as good records as you think they will. Uh, and James Harden still wants to be, and James Harden might actually change his mind while we know, but. A lot to talk about in terms of basketball. Let's go ahead and pull, pull up the topic list. Uh, just happened, shit. There we go. So, let's go ahead and talk about the Nets, who are currently, I think, three and three and three or four, and they actually just took a big fat L today because Kevin Durant does not have COVID, but he has been in contact with somebody that has COVID, and he cannot play for seven days. So. 
that means he will miss the next four games, which is really unfortunate. And right now their record is what three and four. So, but when you watch the Nets, though, when I've watched the Nets, fun team to watch. It's fun seeing KD Kyrie just take turns giving niggas buckets. Karis LeVert doing his thing. Spencer Dinwiddie was pretty helpful, and then he unfortunately got hurt. Prayers to him for a speedy recovery. Uh, and that's a tough loss because he was arguably their best perimeter defender. Uh, but they look like a fun offensive team. I would say it's like watching an aggressive Steph Curry with KD when it comes to Kyrie and KD right now. And, and it's just like they just have no fucking defense. You don't have that perimeter defender look out for Kyrie. You don't have that all-around versatile defender to look out for KD, who's coming off of Achilles, by the way. So he's not going to defend as much as he should. And if you notice with all the games that they played, they're either close games or, excuse me, close games or blowouts. And that, that's going to be the theme all season. And that's going to be tiring. Because that means there's not ever going to be a point where KD can rest. There's never going to be a point where Kyrie can rest at end of games. Where they can sit there and be like, all right, it's eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. We're by a dub. Sit your ass down. So, it's a little goofy. It's like, I like the team, but it's clearly they need defense. That's my thoughts on the Nets right now. Uh, I like the team, too. I don't, like, with this defense situation... I don't see them be able to beat teams in the playoffs kind of like Austin, Philly, which we'll talk about later. And it's early. It's really early. Um, but what you can see from it now, you get packed up by a Charlotte squad, that's on you. Charlotte might, yeah, might have a freaking positive record. But you still getting packed up by a Charlotte squad. Who on that, on that team better than KD? It should be nobody on that team that should be touching KD at all. It shouldn't be nobody on that team touching KD. <laughs> I understand you got Washington ball and them niggas on there. Them niggas are ballers. Terry Rozier being scary Terry for the first few games of the season like he was last year. Hey, you auditioning for to be on the uh, Clippers real soon, so hey. <laughs> I, I can see that. But, uh, but, yeah, like the Nets, if, if they, they won a long playoff run, they need to get some defense because it's not even just defense. It's just legit. You, it's just, yeah, it's, It is defense. Like, it's like at the end of the day, if you don't have nobody, at least two dudes who in their right mind is I ha- I'm going to literally guard their best players while KD and Kyrie do what the hell they want. Like, gee, it's like that's the main problem right now. It's just like they don't have one or two guys sit there and be like, my goal is to lock these niggas up because I know I don't need to score freaking no more than 10 points because them niggas about to combine for uh, 60 together. And Karis LeVert coming off the bench dropping another 20 himself. So that's 80 points. My job is to make sure they best players players know, hey, I'm here, and you ain't going to keep up with them niggas. That's their main problem. I thought that would be Torian Prince, but he's not in the starting lineup. 
Jared Allen's their best uh, big defender, but they like DeAndre Jordan more for some dumbass reason. So it's like when I look at that team, it's just like you're missing defense badly. Because Joe Harris, <laughs> that's a joke in itself. That's a joke in itself. Unless, hey, if they were smart, I'll call Memphis to get Grayson Allen. <laughs> so you can injure KD on practice. Valid point. That's a valid point. I would be mad. Gee, he would get banished from the league, G, if he did that, G. He would be banished if he was the educated doing practice. But you just need somebody to sit there and be like, I'm going to protect our stars and make sure my goal is to play defense. They don't have that. And the thing is, I don't think there's nobody available for that for them. Well, you want to know what about to be asked. People talk about that this free agency class about to be asked. Bro, trade deadline gonna be hell. Cause who the fuck out there? Who Kuz? Kuz is looking decent. So yeah, Lakers gonna get it. Literally, he's looking decent. Kuz, like, he, he's averaging at least between twelve and fifteen, which is upgrade. Like he's looking yeah. consistent. If anything, that's how I'm gonna say. I don't know how much he's averaging. Averaging. But he's looking consistent when he's on the court. He knows what he needs to do and stuff like that. So I don't even think Kuz getting flipped unless only way they flipping Kuz is unless you get in a package for a star. Literally. But even then, it's like there's nobody in the market. I feel like that they can sit there and be like, okay, let's go get this guy. We're gonna be straight if we get this guy. Like it's nobody in the market. I believe that they can just sit there and get in terms of who can just be a perimeter defender. like You can tough it out on defense because I feel like eventually Jared Allen is going to start. But you need a perimeter defender badly. Badly. And three and D guys don't come off easy. There's going to be some teams that's going to come at you. Mm-hmm. Because they – like bro. Jared Allen B going to have a field day. He is. And literally, all you have to do is put Ben Simmons on. You just pick, tell Ben Simmons, who do you want to neutralize? Who do you want to neutralize? And you straight. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to lock down KD. But he's going gonna, gonna to make his life hard. He's yeah. going to make his life tough. Um, Go against the Bucks. You have nobody to stop Giannis at the end of the day. Like, even though I think they should beat the Nets. Look, Drew Holiday going to see that man, Kyrie G. <laughs> he going to see that man. And he going to do that man the same way he did Dame. I saw him make Dame disappear, G. I never seen a, a, a guard do another man like that, G. He made that man Dame disappear. And said, Anthony Davis, you go ahead and cook. So... The Bucks are gonna give them problems, like you said. The Celtics is definitely gonna give them problems because they can play defense and score. And if Jalen Brown is gonna keep playing like a damn All Star like this, then hey, that's a problem in itself. That's a huge problem because if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can sit there and combine for sixty each, both drop thirty on your ass, what you about to do about that? You helpless. And then Kimball coming in giving you a smooth fifteen to twenty. And Marcus Smart locks he, down Kyrie. Is he even back? 
He's not coming back to the end of the month. That team gonna get way better. Way better. Because right now you got you you running Jeff T get point guard, G. <laughs> and Jeff T is looking fake decent. Like literally Jeff T is looking fake decent. I have him on my fantasy team, so I know. Like I'm like, damn, Jeff T really out here hooping. I'm sorry, bro. I keep getting fucking fouled. And my nigga can't make free throws. My free throw percentage is 13. Nigga. What did, what's your free throw rating? Bro, you don't want to know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I airball free throws in this game. Nigga. Gee. I'm getting hacked. That's the, that's the best thing to do. They literally playing hack-a-trail on you, G. Yes, bro. I have nine points in the fourth quarter because all my shots been free throw attempts. That's nasty. I have had seven field goal attempts. I have had ten free throw attempts. I made one. Hey man, Shaq, Shaq wouldn't be Shaq would be proud of those numbers, G. <laughs> it's the fucking magic. Oh hell no, nah, man. No nah, man, Aaron Gordon. Who? No, nah, G. Not Aaron Gordon. Fucking Eric Fournier. Two K loves Evan Fournier. I don't know why, but 2K loves Evan Fournier. Love Evan Fournier. But hey, shout out to Evan Fournier. Uh, but yeah, hey, man. See, y'all can just shoot a jump shot off the screen. All right, bro, continue talking about the fucking Nets, bro, before I start tweaking, G. <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying, but G, just to end see how that jump shot, G. <laughs> but uh, okay, but yeah, the, the Nets, the Nets going to have it really bad. Because when you get to the second round, you're either going to see Philly, you're going to see the Bucks, you're going to see uh, the Celtics, and that them niggas ain't going. Them niggas is, is not going at all. Even then, depending on who you have in the first round, might be a tough out too. Cause, like, I'm I'm gonna say is this. Um, even though the Wizards suck right now, they're going to be in the battle. For, the battle for the eighth seed in the East is going to be comical, because the Wizards is going to be in that conversation. I don't believe in the Pistons, but they actually got the length, no homo, to deal with uh, deal with the uh, the Nets. Um, I said the Wizards, Cleveland, no, Cleveland might be in that conversation, and that might be a fun series in the sense that I just want to see Colin Sexton uh, try to outscore Kyrie for the LOLs. Jeez, that's that's all I really want to see in regards to it, but. Like, whoever they see at the bottom portion of the East is going to be annoying for them. So, I just hope they find some defense. But it's good to see KD look good, though. KD is actually hooping. I think he's averaging 28 for the year, close to 28, which is a lot more than I thought he was going to do at the start of the season. But he, <laughs> he looked... <laughs> Get the ball to Fred Van Fleet, bro. Bro, it's not that, bro. I'm about to count this shit. My bad viewers who love to hear 2K analysis. But I'm about to count this shit, bro. I'm about to count this shit. From the first fucking shot. Alright. Ran to the paint because I got to get a rebound off of Bogus Aaron Gordon 3. Mo Bamba get the offensive rebound. That's one. And he passes back to Aaron Gordon. Shoot another Bogus 3. Mo Bamba gets the rebound again. That's two. Shoots his own shot in front of him like a dumbass. Gets his own rebound again. That's three. Pass it back to another nigga to try to shoot a three. Misses. Get another rebound. That's four. Tries to shoot. I mean, pass it to uh, Eric Fournier. Eric Fournier go off the screen. 
He go shoot the shot. He misses that. Mobama get it again. That's foul. He go for a shot on me. I block it. He gets the block. That's six. He pass it out to whoever he passing to right now. Pass it to Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac smacks the fucking three. He not even supposed to be here. That man, that man's ACL is still in Disney World. That I'm, man. I'm getting packed up by these niggas. Bro, Mobamba literally sat there and got a career high in offensive rebounds in one possession, G. I would have turned the Mamba game. Mobamba has 20 rebounds because of that. She. <laughs> she. <laughs> That's wild. He has 15 offensive rebounds. Look, man, we did lead games against Bill Russell. I don't think he ever did us like that. <laughs> we went against, we did lead games against That's Bill Russell. That, that has to be a record. Matter of fact, hold on. Uh, let's see. What's the record for uh, most offense rebounds? Game, bro. It's 89 sure 63, bro. Yeah, that, that, yeah, chop that up. yeah, chop that up to the game, bro. <laughs> That's over with. Let's see. What, what is the record for most offensive rebounds? No, the record is Jesus Christ. Moses Ballon had 21 offensive rebounds oh, in one man. game. <laughs> and this was in 1973. Hey, man, Moses Ballon was cold, bro. Oh, man. I'm glad my dad told me stories about how cold Moses Ballon was. Gee, that, that's, that's ridiculous. But anyway, but Nets, uh, yeah, man. Get some defense, bro. Shout out to KD looking good. Uh, prayers up for your, even though you're not, you don't have COVID, but enjoy your next seven days off, though. But th this is an example, though. Uh, I think K the fact KD's the biggest star to have to sit out for uh, COVID reasons sucks. Because you would think they, the NBA would be like, and eh, we'll bend the rules for him. They said, nah, sit your ass down, bro. Sit your ass down and quarantine. Um, your thoughts on that, actually, before we move on. Oh, it's crazy. But sit y'all ass down. Quarantine. Yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about Philly. So, uh, and you said in the topic list, is it too soon to praise Philly? <laughs> you said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, now, look at like. Every year, Philly looks really fucking better than they did last year, bro. Every year. And every year, we get disappointed. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm like, me, like, literally, I'm, the, if, listeners, first, last, whatever. If you've been here, you know I am a very, I, I want Philly to prosper. Jordan B is one of my favorite players. I have respect for Ben Simmons. I want to see them niggas prosper, G. They let me down. This is the first year where I think I don't have them in the finals. I want to, but I'm not. I'm just. I think I'm. A, I don't want to curse them. Let's put it. I don't want them to be cursed. So maybe me not necessarily wanting them in the finals will benefit them more this year. But they look good. Like it, and I mean in the actual sense of compared to that team last year, which was just literally them saying we're going to play great defense and hopefully we find some way to play offense. But actually watching them a few times on league pass, I can sit here and say that offensively this is the best they've looked in probably since Ben Simmons and Embiid both been healthy. 
offensively. And I like the role that Doc has given Ben Simmons. It's more of a Draymond role where it's like, look, bro, I don't care if you score or shoot, but I need you to get this offense going. I need you to set some screens for Seth Curry or whoever's on the court. I need you to uh, make play make. I need you to set people up. Tobias Harris is looking really freaking good, especially the past two games. I think he, I think he's averaging close to 25 the past two games. So like he's looking really good and comfortable. So, and then also just in terms of who they added in free agency, outside of Danny Green, I know because he's on my fantasy team, he ain't shit. But Steph you Curry hope that truth. you said what? Seth Curry, the truth. Steph, now Seth is the truth. Easily, there's no shame in that. Seth Curry, that nigga, and he's been showing it. And funny thing is, there's some games where he, he's having freaking 18 without even shooting threes. He only probably made like one or two threes out of the 18. So it's like he's taking the great shots. He's taking advantage, taking advantage effect of the spacing that's on the floor. Ben Simmons passing. Embiid is looking so freaking good. Like, it's very clear that, okay, the offense is going through him. It's very clear. And I will, at this point in the season, I'm going to give Doc Rivers his credit. And I'm also giving Daryl Morey credit for the team that he, how he restructured their roster. Because, clearly, you just want as much scoring, like, I won't say shooting around them, but people who can still score as well. Because it's, it's a difference between just have shooting. Because, hey, Melina's on TV. Hey, shout out to her. Uh, but but you don't want them to be burdened where it's just like the only thing they can do is shoot. So then that's more offensive pressure on Ben Simmons and more offensive pressure on Embiid. So I like the roster. I like the rookie Maxi looks really freaking good. He's really good. He, he's, a, he's a bucket. Uh, the only problem is you just hope that Danny Green's jump shot comes alive. If not... I'm throwing Matisse Thibault out there at the very worst to play defense. But those are my thoughts on Philly. Matisse Thibault, I, I, I thought he should be getting, like, more um, kick, but it is what it is. Uh, it's looking like, to keep it buck, it's looking like it wasn't Doc. Of course. Now, <laughs> play call in the playoffs, adjustments and shit like that is going to be key. But right now, it looking like it's one dog. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, like it's, it's looking like it wasn't. That, happy to see that this team is being a well oil machine. Really happy. But go to show it's going that playoff. What are we gonna see if these niggas get injured? That's probably the most important is in Simmons and Embiid being healthy. Most important. Most important. And I, I personally think that this team should have the number one seed in the East when it's all said and done. You the team, you you just kind of like the Lakers without the accomplishments. You got your core that you've been had. You added pieces to make you better. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. You got you trim some fat. I know you're the biggest Al Horford fan out of all of us. Hey, you chill for fat. <laughs> and you got better with that. 
And now we just looking to see what can you do with it. Yep. Yeah, like in terms of like I said, one thing I would say the roster just look makes more sense. Like so much more sense. And that's it just makes life easy for everybody else. Uh for that for the well, at least for the core players, which is Embiid and Simmons. And I guess I throw Tobias Harris in that bitch too, but um, but things is looking good for them at least right now. Um, so do I believe in Philly? I'm not drinking the Kool Aid yet, but I'm gonna give them praise for looking good because the, amongst the best teams in the East that everybody had high hopes for, they're the only ones that's that has a respectable record <laughs> because right now the standards in the East is. Philly is six and one. They already had the best record in the league. They do have the best record in the league. Six and one. Orlando's five and two. Orlando starts always has a great first five, first ten games. Then reality kicks in. Pacers is four and two. Hawks is four and two. Did we got the Hawks on here? You don't got the Rock Hawks on. Here. Well, we'll talk about that. And put, no, you, no, you got players and teams that we're surprised by. So we'll, we'll get to them. Cleveland is four and three. Boston's four and three. Knicks is three and three. Miami's three and three. Bucks three and three. Uh, Brooklyn's three and four. And the Wizards, who I was high on, is two and five. So, I think the Wizards get it together. Yeah, honestly, Westbrook, I think Westbrook still can't shoot to save his fucking life. But he ain't taking the biggest role as he usually do. Yeah, because the thing is, because there's one thing, just like watching them. You could tell, like, it's just growing pains of just like, okay, we're still trying to figure it out. Bradley Bill looks really good, though. Bradley Bill looks really good. Westbrook's is looking health. He- Westbrook's looking healthy. It's just nothing you can do about the jump shot. And Westbrook has Troy Bryant looking freaking looking like goddamn Kareem out there. So, is one thing about Westbrook, he's going to make centers look good. He he finds ways to make centers look really freaking good. Which is why Stephen Adams keeps getting money, but the Wizards are going to get it together. It's just Scott Brooks is their coach. They're going to lose games because they just get out coached. They might lose a lot of games because of getting out coached. So, and that's just unfortunate. But hopefully Westbrook kind of reins things in for them over time, and I think they'll be straight. Uh, but yeah, like Philly's the only like contender in terms of the East that started off really good. I just hope it stays that way. But the key with that is going to be health. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Phoenix. And Phoenix is looking really freaking good. Lost to the Clippers. But they was able to come back from a 30-point deficit from them niggas, bro. Exactly. The irony that it was a 31-point deficit. 31-3-1. So, hey, look what you did to almost did to yourselves. Them jokes was going to fly. I'm pretty sure some people... Had that shit in a Twitter drive, just ready for you niggas, G. But it's unfortunate and be that way sometimes. But Phoenix looks really good. Um, watching them, I it's it, watching them is funny because it's like watching me play my my league games on two K, where it's just like it's a collective effort in terms of scoring because it's it's not like Devin Booker's out here dropping thirty like I thought he would. Every game, but Devin Booker's picking his spots. Funny thing is, I don't think Chris Paul is averaging over 10 points scoring. 
for the season, I believe. I don't think he is. If he is, I'd be shocked. But I don't like it's some nights where Chris Paul's not even really trying to score. He's just setting niggas up. DeAndre Aiden's looking really good. Jay Crowder's making a crap ton of threes because he's trying to look at his uh box score. I'm like, yo, he's getting buckets. Like I like what I see from Phoenix. The other, the fact that Cameron Payne is a main piece of the rotation says all you need to know about Chris Paul. And also the fact that Cameron Payne somehow became relevant. Because there was a point where I consider him the one of the worst players in the league. He was on the Knicks. The fact he isn't on the Knicks is probably hilarious. But um, but I really like what I'm seeing from the Suns. Good coaching. The Chris Paul effect is just, it's real. The Chris Paul effect is as real as it's going to get. And it makes me happy to see because... I'm a I'm huge on Devin Booker. I believe Devin Booker could be a top ten player in this league one day. So I want to see him prosper and just Chris Paul the Chris Paul effect is going to benefit this team. And I'm not gonna say they're gonna probably remain as a top four seed in the East. I mean the West, I mean, but they're gonna be in that five and six talk. They're better they're a lot better than I thought they were gonna be. At least especially starting. Starting up there a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I think I just like Chris Paul came in there to do his job. Mm-hmm. You know, make this team a well-oiled machine. He came in and he's doing his job. Not to, to be a, a, a 25-point-per-game player. He came in and he helped develop it. Mm-hmm. You know, you he a veteran now. This what he this, this is what he gotta do. Mm-hmm. So I'm liking it. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking what's gonna happen. I think this team is actually gonna we was talking about them niggas gonna be A seven feet. Could be higher. A lot of opportunities in the West five right now. Six. A lot of opportunities. Eight. And that five and six uh, every team is getting exposed. Except for like exactly. <laughs> every team is getting exposed. We have yet to see the Lakers actually not sleepwalking a fucking game. It is hilarious. That's why they put them on the topic list. There's no reason to talk about it. this. If you if you listen to this podcast, this is the Lakers talk moment right here. There's nothing to talk about. They they don't care. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. But Phoenix is really showing out right now, and I'm I'm just happy to see see it finally because they have players I like. I like Aiden. I like Booker. And just Chris Paul just being that guy to bring it together for both is really good. It's just one thing I will ask for is Aiden to just be a little bit more dominant in some games. Because sometimes it's like, all right, bro. Like, if it, the key for them to, like, I would say go to that next level is going to be Aiden just saying, nigga. I can be a top five big in this league because he has the talent for it. his skill set's crazy. They compared the man to David Robinson coming out, so and Dave Robinson one of my favorite centers. That crazy skill set, use that skill set, my brother, use it. So, um, moving on, uh, John Wall is still John Wall slash the Rockets. Uh, this Rockets team is really fun to watch. Shout out to Christian Wood. Shout out to John Wall. Shout like is is. James Harden literally probably not even fully in game shape and he came in dropping 40. 
It's looking like that's the team that I'm, I'll watch out for if I'm in the playoffs. Said it last year, but they didn't have a central last year. You, you, this time they have a, a rotation of center. You have Christian Wood, you have Boogie, PJ Tucker still going to be PJ Tucker. So the Rockets is legit scary, and John Wall is motivated, motivated. G, like he's hooping like he's never hooped before. I won't say he's hooping like he ever hooped before, but he's hooping like he hasn't missed a step. There we One go. Second. Isaiah Thomas is fucking hooping on on Jazz right now, bro. Isaiah Thomas. Not we. I'm not playing the league. I'm still. I'm still playing my career. Isaiah Thomas has came in for Mike Conley. Has scored every last one of their points in his first quarter. I could have sworn that man's probably a 78 on 2K. Why is he? Hooping? Guess what? He balled like a 99. I couldn't even block his layup. I'm seven foot. My bad, bro. No, you good, bro. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy to see John Wall back cooping. Uh, it was the game without Harden. I I don't know if they won or lost the game, but he that was classic John Wall right there. And just seeing John Wall and KD's performances, at least in the start of the season, I think modern medicine has learned to how to treat how to treat. Achilles tears now, so it may no longer be as much of a death sentence, which is a good thing, which I'm happy for. It, it, it makes me optim, optimistic for Clay, because if Clay can come back, even though he's coming off an ACL in a what you call it, but I just need, I just need to see my man's Clay come back and be good. But John Wall doing this thing is dope, dope in itself. Yeah, John Wall looking great. Reminded me that he is still the best shot blocking part in the league. Really freaking good at that. Like really good, really good defensively coming off of Achilles too. Really good. It's just shocking. It's really yeah. shocking. John Wall is John Wall. I take it back what I said. I hold that L. I said hey. John Wall gonna gonna come back and be John Wall. I capped. Clown took it for me. Hey. No problem saying it. It be that way sometimes, but. But on the other hand, Christian Wood, though. Hey. If I'm the I, Rockets, I see my future. Hey. Like If that man can put up them type of points while on the team with two All-Stars, technically three with Boogie, imagine when he, when he, when he the main focus. Yep. And even then, he's putting main focus numbers. <laughs> like, he's looking good. Like the, He's looking so freaking good, and it makes me happy to see him hooping like this and it's also making the Pistons look fucking stupid because you you let that man go for Jeremy Grant. You really let that man go for Jeremy Grant. And not to say like Jeremy Grant's some scrub or something, but gee, Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood out here, Christian Wood is out here looking like who should have been Blake Griffin's replacement while you try to sit there and try to trade that man. Like it should be the Christian Wood and I don't know who the hell they point the rookie point guard they got show. But you chose Blake Griffin to continue to shoot more threes than dunk and uh than anything else. You made it personal since you chose Jeremy Grant. You chose Mason or Miles Plumley. You chose a Plumley brother. You Over him. Chose the tank. 
Yeah. So, so literally, so you, you chose. Wait for his goddamn coaching time over there, bro. <laughs> Free Derrick Rose, bro. Free Derrick Rose. <laughs> but point in itself, the uh, I definitely agree. The Rockets team is really freaking good. If the main question is. If things stay good, if you're hardened, do you say, you know what, let me sh- let me tough it out with these guys? Because when you look at this team in terms of talent, this is a this is probably the best team he's been on since that year when the Clippers blew the three one lead against them. Because that team had it was him. Jason Terry was still decent. I hate Jason Terry with passion, but Jason Terry, uh, Pat Bev was on that team. Uh, Dwight, Clint Capella was coming off the bench. Josh Smith was on that team. They had a couple other like random veterans on that team that were like really good. This is probably the best team since then in terms of all around talent. And everybody on the in the terms of the talent that they do have is hungry. John Wall has something to prove. Boogie has something to prove. Christian Wood literally is trying to sit there and say, "Hey, I'm here." In the Pistons, you should have kept me. So you have people who's motivated. If Harden just sticks around, I, I'm not gonna sit there and say that they are going to beat the Lakers, but they they can make it to the Western Conference Finals and give whoever's there problems. Yep. Yep. So, so like, if I'm hard, and I would, I'll, I, if things keep going good, I'll reconsider. I will reconsider. Think about it. When you see that matchup, matching up with the Lakers is hard, but they got guards, and Lakers probably guard defense is probably steady to work with, but the Lakers are a world machine when it comes to working with each other and communicating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I talk about a lot. But think about a team like the Clippers, in which, you still fuck with the Clippers' fucking um, weakness, and that's the that's the fucking front court. You fuck front. with it yep. with Christian Wood, and you still fuck with the weakness of they can't guard guards unless it's Dame, because apparently Dame can get guarded by anybody. That's that's fucking not Russell Westbrook and and and, and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. I like it. I like the Rockets way more than I than last year. Mm-hmm. I want to see them do big things. Do I care if Harden stay or not? No. Think mm-hmm. about the team thing. If, if he's not staying, helps the team more. Shit, keep riding about it. You get now. Now that now his trade value was looking pretty decent because we can see, we can we can do something. Mm-hmm. We got some things to work with. We can do something. Mm-hmm. But also, if I'm the Rockets, as long as we're doing good with him, we definitely not flipping you. At least yeah, not now. With you, the price of the brick going up. Exactly. Because who was it? I think Rockets fans were on Twitter, hilarious as hell, by the way, saying, like, when Pascal sat out, they said, oh, man, it's time. I'm like, Pascal ain't going to get you James Harden, my nigga. This <laughs> is not. The brick going up. The brick going up. It's going to cost you. A lot. It's gonna cost you Brandon Brown and some picks. Mm-hmm. It's gonna cost you some. It's gonna cost. It's gonna cost. So I want, you better think about that, especially if the Rockets are winning, because it's like to them, it's like you definitely not going nowhere, brother. 
Now, if we were like freaking 0 and 5, yeah, we taking calls. But now it's like, yeah, okay, like, we, we decent. But I would, but also, one thing about the Rockets before we move on from them, Steven Silas, it actually looks like a real system that he's running. He's actually running a system. It's he's not like. ISO shoot three or athleticism Westbrook play number three. Mm hmm. It's the actual system. So. I'm happy to see what's going on with that. Um, and it's it's very close to what the Mavericks were running last year. Just It's just a mix of everything more. But um, let's go ahead talk about uh, Paul George and the Clippers. Uh, yesterday, Paul George was called a, a, a whole bitch-ass nigga, soft-ass nigga by Devin Booker. Uh, Hilarious-ass moment. People are literally testing Paul George's whole card throughout this season. Straight up. People are just testing the whole card. Pulling it. And I would say Paul George has only done it to itself because of what you said. Because it's like, yo, mugs know that you, like, you cool, but we don't respect you, G. Make us respect you. And even though Paul George is still having a great start to the season, the Clippers, I think, what, 4-2, four 4-3, and, two, four and three, something like that. So they're not out here looking bad. But they also look vulnerable as well. It's like they still look like the same team. Yeah, they definitely still look like the same team. Yeah, and losing and my trash hurts too. I think yeah. it's going really hard when the season starts really picking up. Mm-hmm. If you're going to need that person, but you realize, all right, this is how we guard Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to contain them at least. You don't need that. They gonna miss that. Mm-hmm. And just like, not, just like the, the Lakers gonna miss Rondo in times when you need another smart nigga on the court. Yeah, that isn't LeBron, who's also not scared to tell LeBron, "Kiss my ass, I'm holding on to the ball right now." Even though I will say this, Schroeder has that tendency, but it's more in the sense of. It's I'm playing numb nut ball with some common sense, but it's a little different. Um, but back to the Clippers, it's just when I watch them, and it's really unfortunate. I'm about to say this. It's like you turn, you, you sacrifice the scoring. Montrez brought a lot of scoring. Montrez also made it easy for Lou Will to score. I have yet to see a Lou Will moment all year. Lou Will's looking pretty expendable. For what? I don't know. But that but he's looking very expendable. Pat Bev is a better shooter coming into this year. I'll give him that. But he's not really it's not moving the needle. Luke Kennard, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he, he Luke Kennard's looking decent, but in terms of you're losing offense, and yet your defense isn't what it should be either. We have a Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, and Pat Bev on the go team. I will also say this: uh, the Hornets are bogus for holding Nick Nicholas Batum hostage. He, I like what Nicholas Batum brings to that team. Uh, a lot. He played. He's a solid defender. He's a solid playmaker. He's I like forgot the dude. Is, Jared Dudley. Huh? He's like a better Jared Dudley. 
that's kind of disrespectful to Nick Spatum, but <laughs> that's very disrespectful. <laughs> Call that man Jared Dudley Prime, but uh, but he oh, well, he's he, a better Jared Dudley. <laughs> that man Jared Dudley Prime. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, but uh, but I do, but Batum, uh, it, that nigga was just held hostage, and you could tell he had nothing to do in the Hornets, and he just happened to play ball on a contender level team. But uh, I like what he's bringing. He does he does all the other shit that you need them to do, but they still need a point guard at the end of the day. And I also remember they still don't have. I don't think Marcus Morris is back yet. I don't think he's back, but he actually might, based off how that team is built, he might take more of the Montrez role of just being the lead bench scorer, controlling the bench. Yeah. So I could see him if, because I don't think he's back yet or hasn't been back. Like, I haven't seen him play yet. Um. So whenever he's healthy, that might help him out offensively, but at the end, they still need a freaking point guard. Like, you still need a point guard, and just also, most of your best players play at their best in the mid-range three-point area. So, they, that's where they're most effective, and it's just kind of like they're most effective in the same spots. And when I say that, I mean, like, Paul George can operate from all three levels. Kawhi's effective in the mid-range and up. Uh, Marcus Morris, same thing. I saw a Twitter post the other day about, like, what they said about Paul George, right? Paul George, all right, Katie, Tantus, and Keeley, John Wall and Keeley, Clay went on, on one leg. Paul George snapped his leg in two pieces. It was. I and saw he, it. He still play at all three levels. That's different. He yes. took that. Him. He took and the occasional illegal shit that Roy Hibbert did took the Heatles <laughs> to seven games. Look it up. He oh yeah, the, one year one year was seven. That was but that was a weird year. Chris Bosch was hurt that year. Still took the Heatles to seven. Maybe the man like I would say a lot of shit he did wrong himself. Sometimes you be quiet. You are on one of the more hated teams in the Clippers. So you're going to get a lot of hate. But I think there is a disrespect of Paul. He's one of the niggas who can drop 39 casually. Easily. Easily. And it's not like he get like... Steph did amazing yesterday. He also got 60 points or 20 fucking points from the free throw line. You know how much I hate playing stat pad with the free throw line, G. That James Harden shit, bro. I know. That ain't Paul George. Paul George will give you fucking 40 points. Just straight off threes and jump shots, man. So, me, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, it's fun to slander the Clippers right now, right? Of course, yeah. It's what, you, it's what I want to see. It's what you want to see. It makes for good content. But the disrespect of Paul George kind of got to simmer down. It, a little bit, yeah, because... He's been looking better than Kawhi this year. Yes, Kawhi's been extremely pedestrian. Like it, we're letting it slide because 
There was times when I think in that Nuggets game, the games that they won was because of fucking Paul George. And that one Paul time, Kawhi blocked that fucking shot with his finger. Yeah. But they but, won because of Paul George. Now they lost a lot because of Paul George. But they also won because of Paul George too. So there's a lot into this to this shit that that they going through and stuff like that. That Clippers team. Do I think the Clippers team, like if we said both predictions, I still we said that last time. Do they look? Is there a possible first round exit? A fucking course. But I also could say they also could be a team that you know see the Lakers in the freaking conference finals. You know, so it's a it's a it's a good team, but fuck them. Thanks, very Chris. Oh, excuse me, but. Yeah, the Clippers is like they're respectable and like we do got chilling Paul George hate, but because he, I'm gonna say is this: if let's just say they hit a three game losing streak, and Paul George is averaging close to thirty, Kawhi plays all three games and he's looking pedestrian. We need to start that dialogue. Yeah, we need to bring back that dialogue. That's all I'm saying in regards to that. Uh, and then let's go ahead and talk about Steph Curry. Uh. In the Warriors. So last night, Steph uh, finally did what I needed him to do like two days, like two games ago against the Bulls, which was literally just say fuck it and just play FU ball. And he finally did play FU ball by dropping 60 against Dane. But I feel like it's a little bit funnier and better since it was against Dane because Dane, well, I wouldn't say Dane himself, but Dane did say something. But the fans, the NBA fandom, was starting to crown Dame as that guy. They, they, it was, those, it was just fine because hey, and it's a, it's what, what have you done for me? What have you done for me lately, league? And Dame was doing all the stuff that Steph was doing, and making the super long threes, half court jump shots, crazy scoring feats, all of that. And then we, we kind of forget that Steph been doing it, and he, I think. As much as I hate Steph, when he does it, it's a lot more swagger to it. And that's why I think Steph is Steph at the end of the day. Because it's, it's like when he's in that groove, it's like there's really nothing you can do but pray to God. And yesterday, he was getting outright disrespectful, especially once, like, the last 10, 15 points, I think, was which were primarily threes. Um, he was getting real ignorant. Like, I think it was one where Draymond retrieved the ball uh, ball was loose. He got it. Steph was right next to him, handed it to him, shot that bitch. And it was just like, yeah, asshole Steph back. And I just want more of these moments. Now, I don't know if Steph, Steph's going to do this consistently for them to win games, but as because that Warriors team is watching them, it makes me sick. And But I will say this, with Draymond back, they're more watchable because Draymond at least – can, can also and this and what and this is what I mean, and not in the sense of like oh Draymond makes them more watchable, but he helps control the offense more, a little bit. He knows a Steph is hot, keep giving him the goddamn ball. He knows he knows to try to get Wiseman the ball, like he's he willingly tries to get Wiseman the ball because at first it was just Steph trying to get him the ball. At least you have somebody else who knows, hey, this guy is supposed to be a bucket. Let him freaking be a bucket. 
and defensively he still he still has he's I'm not gonna say he's defensive player of the year level Draymond, but he's still like a capable off all NBA level defender at the end of the day. So I'm not gonna sit there and sun Draymond in that aspect, but he brings he's 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 actually the coach on the floor. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that too, the actual coach. You can sit there and argue that as well. But he, he keeps the offense, he keeps everybody else grounded and holds them responsible on the court. So, which hopefully benefits Wiggins, benefits Oubre for not shooting threes that he don't need to be shooting, <laughs> and just also everybody else. So, because, like, the first few games without Draymond, that team looked so nasty. Steph trying to do what he trying to do. Wiggins just being ass. Like, it, it it amazes me that this man was shooting, was able to score 20 points per game. It amazes me that he was able to do that. And he's struggling to do that with a way better offensive threat. But I'm still going to put the early struggles of the Warriors on Steve Kerr. Not necessarily on Steph. Because I could tell he was at least trying to do what he was trying to do. But I'm putting it more on coaching solely because you cannot run the offense you've been running for the past six years with the with the current crop of talent you have. And also not really using Wiseman, who I feel like should be honestly the number two option and not Wiggins. That's just me. But your thoughts. Yeah, you hit everything everything on the nail. Everything especially the wise of being a number two option and not Wiggins. Wiggins should be a three. A number three option. Kelly Ubre, when he hot. Treat treat that nigga like Kuzma. Literally. If he hot, give him the ball. If he not, everything but spot up jump shoot, even though Kuzma do a lot of spot up jump shooting, you do the reverse of that. Yeah, go ahead, drive. Don't Please drive. Way. Like they said, he shot 35% from three last year. I'm like, how? Oh, uh, when we go, when we get to the, um, the, uh, what's, what surprised you the most? Watch who I tell you a certain person's percentage for three. I'm scared. I told you Danny Green today. You're going to be like, what the fuck when I tell you this person? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, like, I think. Like just seeing the how the Warriors played the past two three games, is I'm hopeful. Yo, Drew McIntyre keep he's going at it right now. Like I I like what like I like what I'm seeing the past few games from the Bulls on, because the Bulls game they needed to win, they needed to win that game. And shout out to uh, I think that was Damian Lee who shot that game winner over the Bulls. His brother-in-law. And the funny thing is that was the Bulls played great defense on Steph to make sure he didn't get the ball. It, that honestly, that play was set up for Wiggins. They they played defense to let Wiggins score. That was the funny part. And the fact that his his, uh, his fam said, "I take it," <laughs> and game the Bulls was hilarious. But I'm not I'm not mad at it. Like it is what it is. But um, I truly but I, uh, if I'm not gonna sit here and say that the war I I take back that the war is gonna be a top six seed. They're going to be fighting for that 7th, 8th seed. They're going to be in that area. I think they're going to get it together. That's just me. I think they're slowly going to get it together. It's going to be slow. That's why I said 
they're going to be battling in the battle. They play in tournament guaranteed, no matter how you phrase it. It's just going to, it's going to take a lot of asshole Steph Curry moments for them to win. Win some games, then they're just going to win some games because Wiggins actually make puts the ball in a hoop efficiently. So, so yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about our surprises and our surprises so far by players and teams so far for the season. I'll let you go first. So, as of today, hello, let me go to make sure, shout out to the winner. He had a wonderful game. But as of today, when you look at his advanced stats, had a wonderful game today. Luka Doncic's three-point percentage is 19. Jesus Christ. Before this game, it was 16. Hey, he went up three point percentage points, G. That's improvement. That's improvement. <laughs> That's nasty. Last year, he shot 31%. Yeah, he shoots a lot of threes. Like He's like me. He's like my, my player on 2K. I just going to shoot that bitch. If it go in, it go in. <laughs> I'm still getting 30. All a fantastic game today. Put up my career numbers, speaking of that. 33, 16, 11. Hey, that's classic Luca right there. <laughs> that's 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 best Luca right there. That's probably his best game of the season. Did they win? Yeah, they beat them by three. Oh, okay. But um, they locked James Harden. Yeah, James Harden got locked down. Hey, Josh Richardson was on that ass. Oh, hell, that man's twenty-one points. Josh mm. James Richardson, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Josh Richardson is a very underrated defender, and he's kind of the ideal guard you want with Luka, so it makes sense. But that, since we're on the topic of the Luka and the Mavericks, they is one of the teams I'm surprised by. I thought they'd be a little bit better, but it's very clearly that they miss Porzingis. It's very clearly that they need Porzingis. He should be back, I think. Rick Carlisle wasn't very specific, but he said he'll be back some point in January. So be on the lookout for that, but... They need him because clearly a lot of the offense is focused on Luka. And they did, like adding Josh Richardson, you added defense, but he's not as consistent of a score as a Seth Curry was. And it's clearly you kind of miss him in that aspect. And I think also Luka not being as efficient shooting is a bad thing as well. But I think... Luca's gonna get it together over time, but uh, I but the Mavericks is one move away. But I don't. Well, I think they'll wait to see what they do with Porzingis before they do anything crazy. Uh, I like, but like yeah, I'm surprised how the Mavericks and Luca's performing right now. Uh, the Hawks. I love the Hawks. The Hawks is my favorite league pass team right now. Uh, Trey Young is definitely like okay. It's funny. Trey Young is what they said uh, Luke was supposed to be this year, <laughs> which is funny because Wells was just uh, was in the past was saying, "Dang, the Hawks probably regret getting Trey Young over Luke." But they technically also got traded for each other, so it's just like, mm. but I like what I'm seeing from the Hawks because at first when I saw all the moves the Hawks were doing in the offseason, I'm like, either this is gonna work right away or they another year away. They are looking legit. Trey Young, 
I'm hoping Trey Young stays this consistently good, and also that John Collins stays out of trouble because I think he did something like around this time last season that cost him games, and I think that also threw the Hawks off. So as long as those two continue to do what they're doing, Bogey keeps uh, developing. Uh, and shout out to Lloyd Pierce is figuring out with the roster because they're a really young team. I, mean, I don't think Rondo played a game yet. And they're still doing really freaking good. But it's going to be more interesting as the season go on. I want to, I'm hoping they stay playing at a high level because I did have them. I don't think I even had them make the playoffs, but they might legit be a sixth seed in the East if they keep it up. At very best, they could be the sixth seed in the East. Two teams, and they kind of same thing. I'm shocked. At how bad Miami and the Raptors are playing. Miami, they can be on cruise control, but the Raptors playing like ass. <laughs> they they play like ass. I'm gonna say is this with the Raptors, they gonna regret giving Siakam that money, and they're gonna finesse a team. Masai Ujiri is going to finesse a team. I don't know who the poor team is going to be. But he's going to finesse a team for Siakam. Because it's very clear he ain't it. And also, I it's just with them, it's just very clear. Like, you, you really need a dominant score. Especially, and I'm just, and I, like, there's no crowds. There's no crowds. Mo, the, mo, I don't think the only, there's only two, three, t- four teams that have crowds. And even then, I don't recognize that they do or not. It don't make a difference. But they need a score. Siakam is not that guy. He's not somebody who sit there and say, I'm going to give you 23 easily. Fred Van Fleet has to work for that. Kyle Lowry can do it, but he's Yo, did these niggas do a freaking Spanish fly? Who? Big, big, uh. Drew? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, not... Gee, these niggas is going crazy. <laughs> this nigga, Keith Lee, did a Spanish fly with this nigga, Drew. <laughs> Yo, man, okay. But, uh. <laughs> damn, that was crazy. But. They they really need somebody who, who could sit there and say, give me 23. And Siakam isn't it. I thought Siakam would have worked on his game after seeing the uh the spinning gorilla memes. Which is still pretty bogus. But, and racist as hell. Very freaking racist. Yet <laughs> funny as hell. Yet the point is like he he needs it's like he He's not he's not that guy to be your number one option. And Fred Van Fleet shouldn't be a number one option either. And Kyle Lowry just isn't at that point of his career no more to carry niggas. So is they need something. They they really need something. They need to make a move. I don't know what it is. Yo, this the way this nigga just caught Drew with the what you call after what you call it was fire. And yeah, Drew won. <laughs> yeah, Drew won. But, uh, 
But yeah, they the Raptors need to make a move. I don't like it's to a point where I don't think they're about to make the playoffs if they don't make a move. You there? Oh yeah, I had to look at that Splinter's fly. Keep Lee there on his head. Prayers up for Keep Lee. Um, the Knicks are winning games. For now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> but shout out to Tibbs. He started Mitchell Robinson. The fact that he started Mitchell Robinson is uh is a huge plus for me. Uh I will say this. I'm shocked by Dennis Schroeder, actually. He's the perfect number three option for the Lakers. And shout out to Lakers fans. I know we you actually get in a mention, but um, a legitimate mention. But Dennis Schroeder's been hooping. Like, even the first game of the season. Uh, why the hell is Goldberg coming out? Turn this shit off, man. It just, I just got pissed just seeing Goldberg pop up. It just blew me, bro. Just seeing Goldberg on the TV, bro. Like, like, why? I don't want to see Goldberg versus Drew, bro. I don't. I don't. I already said I don't even see Roman versus Drew. I mean, this this nigga. I got to see. They bogus as hell, G. They bogus, G. Like, G, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick, G. I, I, I'm sick. I'm sick. But... Um, shout to Dennis Schroeder though, G. Uh, you've been hooping. First game, you got a triple double or almost triple double, and consistently just being the third scoring option, the third guy on the Lakers, knowing your role and not doing more that you need to do. And I like it, and putting in great effort on defense. Like you, you fit, you fit. Um, any other players that surprising me or being a um, I'm going to say also uh, the rookie uh, Tyrese Halliburton on the uh, Kings and the Kings themselves. The Kings are winning games that they shouldn't be winning. You said what? He is smack right now. Who? The, the Kings. They ain't fucked by the Warriors. They be that way sometimes. But this, the Kings did start the season pretty well. Uh, that game against the Nuggets that they won with a lucky tip in. I won't say a lucky tip in because that, that that was focus right there. But um seeing just literally seeing look like that they care. Buddy Hill caring. Uh and Tyrese Halliburton looks really good. Flashes that he can be a really great two guard and possibly the uh as I like to call it the Damon CJ two of the West. It might not win you championships, but it probably leads to a deep playoff run. Eventually. Uh, and the when we say the Cavs, right? And the Cavs, that'll be it. Yeah, and the Cavs I'm look. I'm not saying they fucking nickname. I'm saying it, but I'm not calling them that. Sexland, not doing that. Yeah, man, I'm I'm good. I'm calling them grown ass. And the words of Bond B, we family men over here. At threes yeah. of the ring, folks. Gee, no, no. Uh, like, but. They doing what they got to do to stay in the game, bro. So, shout out to them. Connor Sexton is coming into his role. Darius Garland is helping him a lot. And prayers off for Kevin Love. It seems like every time he steps on the court, that they get injured. So, I think I think he literally fakes injuries just to steal money from them niggas, G. I, I think he's legit just stealing money from them, bro. Because that's 
and I wouldn't blame him if he is. <laughs> he really is still in checks. And Andre Drummond's and Drummond's looking really good as well, by the way. But also, just to literally say this now, Drummond is also probably trying to get traded as well. Free Andre Drummond, free Kevin Love. They don't want to be there. But they look good, though. The Cavaliers look really freaking good. I, but reality is going to kick in. It's going to kick kick them in the ass really hard. But I'm happy to see Colin Sexton look really good. Darius Garland actually looks like who he was supposed to be. Cause that dude was extremely quiet last year. I don't even think that man even scored 20 in any point of a game last year. So, but... That's all the teams. I feel like that's worth a damn to talk about. Also, the Nuggets are starting the season off extremely mid as well. But I think they're slowly getting together. But most of the games they lost to were like close games. Except the Clippers game where they got dragged. But the yeah. Nuggets are slowly getting together. But that's it for this week. We glad to be back. We got a lot for you guys this upcoming year for Threes from the Ring. As always, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring for our con- uh, on our uh up-to-date post on what's going on in wrestling and basketball uh anything ufc coming up worth for damn all right uh you know fight nights are going to be trickling back uh getting prepared for dustin poirier versus conor mcgregor or mcgregor versus poirier however you want to say it mm-hmm. uh they officially announced Jan versus um is it Jan? yeah it's Jan, right yeah Jan versus uh israel adesanya um, light heavyweight title, champ, champ shit. Um, Kamaru Usman, I think, is officially going to be back in February to fight Gilbert Burns. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are seeing Gilbert Burns winning. If anybody was to beat Kamaru Usman right now, it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Kazmat got COVID, so mm-hmm. they're looking for a new fight for bro, Leon Edwards. Bro. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so keep uh, follow us on Twitter on Threes from the Ring. Make sure whatever platform you listen to us on, if it's YouTube, you know, hit that like button, comment, subscribe. Hit the little bell letting you know when we're dropping new videos, new content, as always. And make sure uh, any digital streaming platform that you listen to us on, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Pod, and Apple Pod. Hit that subscribe, hit that follow button, leave a breaking rating if you like so please. It'd be greatly appreciated. And copy some you tweaking media merch on Teespring. Just type in you tweaking media and we will pop up and copy some merch, G. But we're glad that you guys listened, tuned in, watched us, all of the above is greatly appreciated. Make sure you share, let people know what you're rocking with, and peace. The Vita's in.